0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Just Servants. Just Servants. Ryan, what is this weekend? This weekend is what we call Missions Conference. Missions Conference. We are so pumped. We get to hear tons of missionaries, tons of mission organizations from all over. We get to talk about our 80-something-plus countries that Word of Life has and all the stuff that's going on. We get to see the new stuff that's going on in a space, we might not be able to tell. I'm glad I just caught that. There you go. And we but also have other ministries here, other ministries that are not a part of Word, uh, Word of Life. And we have a special guest from one of those ministries, Mr. Daniel O.
1: Deans,
0: Deans. the Irish the <laughs> Jew. That's it, Irish That's Jew. Me. Now,
1: Daniel, can you just give us a run through? Who are you? Okay, I'm an old guy,
2: I'm short. <laughs> I'm Jersey. bald, and uh, man, I graduated from the Bible Institute in eighty one, eighty two.
0: Alumni, wow. oh, so I'm so alumni. Yep. Who are wow. some names that someone might recognize from that class, so, other than the Mister Daniel Odean? Oh yeah,
2: so that's not it. But uh, <laughs> Joe Shanky would be uh, Joe Shanky, the class. Wizard, <laughs> the Wizard. So we call him. So, yep. So we had a good time. It was a good year. Good stuff. Good stuff. What was it like back then? Did y'all have like snow camp? We had snow camp, um, wow. but we had a whole lot more rules than you have today. Wait, what? Rules. What's a Rules. Rule? Like,
1: what I'm wearing right now would
2: not be allowed. These like, I'm flamingo thinking Flamingo like, shorts. Like, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I was the very first person to get a demerit. Do you even have wow. demerits?
1: Yeah, we do. We have these things we like to call... Uh, D points. D points! D plus, uh, well, him and I are what we call SCPs. We're student leaderships on like job areas. But we also have our RAs so who can give D points and leadership. So they give out D points. If you don't mind me asking, why did you get a D point? A demerit. What was your demerit for? You? Oh man,
2: I almost wanted to leave the Institute because it was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the very first quiz. Um, and I finished my quiz, but I, I didn't know what to do and how to hand it in. And so literally an RA is sitting right next to me. I turned to her and I whispered and asked her what I'm supposed to do with the quiz. And she wrote me up for talking out of turn. Okay. That RA, you should feel ashamed of yourself. How rude.
0: <laughs> How rude. You almost just thwarted this whole man's plans. That's <laughs> okay.
1: Wharted? Thwarted? Thwarted. 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 That's a, I learn new vocabulary every time we
2: make a podcast. Yeah. What happened to the W?
1: Well, when I first said it, it just didn't come out correctly. It's it's okay, though. But you almost just messed his plans up. But guess what? God had a plan for him.
0: God had a plan. And what was that plan? You told us a lot last night. If you want to fly through that and where you're at now. That's a big question, but you got it.
2: Yeah. Uh, So I love being with people who don't know Jesus. Amen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I would rather spend time with people who don't know Jesus any day of the week than with people that do simply because that's, I think, what Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like John 1 um, talks real clear about, you know, that he's God, but he came it chose to come into this world, and he, I love the message, it says he moved into the neighborhood. Mm. And uh, that's kind of what I get to do. Um, I, I literally try to incarnate, incarnate everywhere I am, find communities that exist in the world, and uh, just join them and get to, to know people and build relationships with people.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So, we didn't really ask much about your childhood.
2: Where are you from? I am from Cleveland. I am a Buckeye all the way
0: through. (laughs) I ain't a big Buckeye, but I have been to Cleveland. Have you? I have. For what? Do you know Envision? No. It's a ministry there. It's a real cool ministry in Cleveland. I am Clarkston, and I'm sure way... Probably Atlanta. That's Clarkston. I don't know. I've never been there. It's, It's Atlanta, but Clarkston is the most... The first square mile in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a couple miles north of Atlanta, so that's where that's. So, big at. question is
2: LeBron Ooh. or Jordan? Jordan, LeBron. Thank you, LeBron is no, the man. No, my goat. I mean, I'm,
0: we're both from North Carolina, <laughs> so Jordan would make sense. But
2: LeBron's competition is just. Mm-hmm. All right, this isn't a podcast to debate this. Okay, it isn't. But I, I, you said North Carolina, so I got to yeah. say. I mean, I love coaching. Yeah, coach. Coach K no 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 yes no. Dude, Okay, go, coach Dube, K. Dube, go
0: yes no, no I'm, <laughs> that's the end of the podcast
1: <laughs> Coach K amazing coach but don't like him don't
0: like him don't like him well, and also like just the people playing with Jordan are way better they might not be as physical but they're way better I just wanna I mean people playing with LeBron oh, right, there you go I
2: wanna remind you something Jesus loves him why just don't you like him lo- like who like he loves Coach K oh
0: yeah Yeah.
2: um, Wait,
1: you said Jesus loves him, right?
0: He does. How much does he love him? And did he show his love in
2: any kind of way? (laughs) See, so I want to just say, wow, that's a great comment. Because I think sometimes we get so serious about the gospel, we try to proclaim the gospel. I think sometimes we would do better if we demonstrated the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, People don't want, you know... Uh, they're this generation, this younger generation, and they—they're not looking for another debate. They're not even looking for apologetics. They just want to see that—that that our faith is real. That we love people. Love my 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 theology has been minimized to this: love God, love, love people, people, in that order. Mm-hmm. Love God, love people. That's it. That's it. That's it. I think the Bible's important too. I mean, I think there's some theological things that we should learn. Of course, always.
1: Now. You said love Jesus, love other people. How does how does Jesus signify show that love to us? How did how did he do
2: that? So I love it. He demonstrated his love to us while we were in the middle of our worst sin. Um, so he was hung up for our hangups, so we can quit hanging ourselves up. Um, wow. And I think sometimes, uh, man, the, the world that we live in is full of hurt and pain, anxiety, fear. Um, There's so much controversy on identity. And at the end of the day, I I think we just need to recognize that Jesus loves people for who they are. We don't need to get into debates. We just need to learn to love people. Um, I love what um, Rick Warren said this one time. He said, the church has become known by the rest of the world um, as a body whose arms and legs have been amputated. And all that's left is a big mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I have a big mouth. I try not to like use it a lot,
1: <laughs> but I, I mistakenly do. I, I do. Now, we have brought Dan on here today for some very, very important things. It is a kind of evangelism that most people would not think about. Um, It's not, you know, hey, we're going to send a missionary out. It's not, hey, you know, I'm going to go here and... Work at a camp.
0: Instead, it's something we like to call church planting. Church planting. And Mr.
2: Daniel, what does church planting look like? So, I serve with Assist and Assist uh, Church Expansion plants what they would call legacy churches. And I think that's awesome. Um, we need legacy churches we need weekend experiences where people show up and go to a building and experience programming on a weekend experience they hear the Word of God proclaimed um, maybe the gospel is presented there's great worship there's community I think that's great and I think that would be categorized as I would call it an old wineskin mm. and some of the best wine is in, is the old wine right mm-hmm. so I'm not knocking it I think that's awesome we need more churches like that but the church today in america like um you know 10 years behind lagging behind europe um is now postmodern, um, and this generation is not signing up to go to church hmm. and so we have to think differently the other thing that's kind of crazy about church planting is in november of 2022 that's not that many months ago no nope. um our world population hit 8 billion people yeah it did and we are not going to reach 8 billion people by trying to plant churches in a traditional mm-hmm. format, in a prevailing church model, so I think micro church is something that we really need to look at. There's all kinds of words out there, whether it's simple church or house church or whatever else, and so forth. But I think micro church is just great. the The minimalistic essence of the church is three things: community, people need community, worship, and mission. Hmm. And I think one of the best things that we can do is, is be like Jesus, who left the comfort of heaven and came down and and sat in the middle of this world. Um, he moved into the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, and he developed relationships, and I think Jesus' best friend um, was named Frank. Frank. Frank Sinatra? Yeah, except with a C, not a K. So, Frank, Jesus' friend Frank was, and Jesus said, love your neighbor. Well, who's your neighbor? His neighbor, Jesus' neighbor was Frank. It's your friends, it's your family, it's your relationships, Mm -hmm. it's your acquaintances, Mm -hmm. it's your neighbors, Mm -hmm. and it's your classmates and your colleagues, depending upon where you are in life. And how do we find communities that exist in all of those spaces and then incarnate, move into those spaces rather than ask those people to come to us come to our church why don't we plant the seed um, into the soil and the seed is Jesus and why don't we move into the neighborhood and Mm. and start talking about Jesus and demonstrating his love in those spaces right so how would you
1: um suggest people do that without like how Paul did it Paul went to the Gentiles, and said he became Gentile. Went to the Jews, became Jew. He went to the other people and became like them. How do you become like them but not act in the sinful ways
2: that they do? That's a great question, and it's a hard question. Um, I think Jesus, in his last prayer before he left this planet to go back to his father, um, was asking that question. Um, and so he, he reached out to his father and said, All right, I'm leaving, so do I take these people, these people that are following me, with me? and the father said to him no and um there's this pithy statement that i've, I've learned from that that passage in john 17 in it not of it hmm. um we're to be in the world but we're not to be of the world yep. um i don't think we have to um, lose our theology i don't think we need to um, um, be less of a voice even but i think that voice um comes from authentic relationship um, when we're vulnerable and we enter those spaces, to um, seeking to understand rather than to be understood. Mm. Um, when people know how much we care um, because we're there, mm-hmm. presence matters so much. When we're not there, we don't deserve a voice. But right. we, we got to be present. So,
1: we've heard that you're with church planting. We've seen many or heard many stories about that. Last night, you told us you were also a part of other organizations a while back, too. Could you explain a little bit of those and how you also included Christianity and churches with that?
2: Sure. Uh, so I do a lot of things. One of the things I, I have a heart for and a passion for are, are, are smaller churches um, who don't have the capacity to mobilize their people to be on mission. They can't afford a mission pastor um, and, you know, they're just hanging on a, a, you know, a thin thread, you know, for life. And and, and so I want to go in there and help them um, and come alongside of them to help them mobilize their members um, to be on mission. I think every member should be on mission. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things I do. Um, I just got done um, overseeing 17 countries in Africa mm-hmm. um, with uh, Rick Warren and Saddleback Church and Purpose Driven and the Peace Plan. Um, so those were really exciting days. And then I run a, a school of ministry. Um, for young people uh, in college that really don't want to go to traditional college and really don't want to get into debt. Um, And uh, they get to do ministry and or mission in places in the world and while they earn their degree from us. And so we offer an online degree. Um, It's an accredited degree, four-year degree, Bachelor of Science, and also a Master of Arts in Organizational Leadership. Mm -hmm. And we do that for less than than $10,000 a year. Wow. Um. So, there was one other thing
0: from last night. There's many things from last night, but one thing that stood out to me, and Ryan just grabbed it, and it is talking about the prayerful man. And what is the importance of prayer,
2: Mr. Daniel? Yeah. Uh, well, the importance of prayer is that without it, we can do nothing. Um. You know, when... When the illusion of control <laughs> seeks into our brain or our hearts and everything else, and we realize that, um, dang, I really can't do this on my own, um, that's when we recognize our total dependence upon God. And, you know, somebody, somebody once said, uh, you know, only God can move mountains, but faith and prayer move God. Mm. And um, I, I think prayer moves God. Um, and when we do it together, it's even more powerful. So when I do that personally and I, I humble myself and I bow my knees before the Father and I, and, and I pray for the power of His Spirit working through the inner man and then I purify my heart and then I comprehend about all that God wants for me um, and how He wants to use me. It's, isn't it crazy that God wants to use people like us?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's nuts that He would. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm broken. But I think sometimes we feel like, you know, oh, I, I can't be an evangelist. I can't share the gospel because, you know, I, I feel like I'd be two-faced and everything else. It, we're, we're going to be broken and we're going to be messed up. We are sinful creatures and we've got nothing to be ashamed of. The greatest evangelist of all times, is the Apostle Paul. Um, um, you know, the, the one thing that I'm better at that, than Paul. As he said, uh, of which I am the chief sinner. Um, well, I, I can one up him on that, um, and and uh, so I feel like you know, if if I can be vulnerable, if if I can incarnate, if I can build relationships with people, and I can begin with prayer. Nehemiah is great. I I love leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, Nehemiah would say it this way: the first thing a leader does is pray. Mm-hmm. The second thing he does is plan. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so prayer is the essence of everything. It's the power behind everything that we do. Amen. Amen.
1: Now, I have a kind of weird, funny-ish question. What is the most ridiculous fact that you know off the top of your head right now?
2: Top of the head. Dang. Um. (laughs) I don't know are Come either. on, man. I don't even... I got, I got stumped, and I don't get stumped. Wow. <laughs> all right, all right. All right I the brown no, I paper
0: failed. bag was made an uh, hour and 30 minutes away from here. In Broad Albany, New yeah. York. Close to Broad Alban. Somewhere... Okay. Now, is
1: hot dog a sandwich, yes or no?
2: Yes, because it's between the buns. Okay. Between the buns.
1: Yeah, but there's also an opening, and it's one bun.
0: Wait. Never mind.
1: ah i'm just saying and then do straws have one hole or two holes one hole one hole okay i can agree on y'all with that see i'm just asking these questions because i mean everyone has a different point of view different different view of everything
2: which by the way can i jump in on that yeah go ahead yeah i love the diversity Mm. in the body of christ Mm, amen amen um, the bottom line is I'm gonna reach people that you're never gonna to touch and you're gonna reach people that I'm never gonna to touch mm-hmm. and and uh, we need to be better as a church about recognizing our diversity not just um, ethnic um, not just race not just color um, just everything about how we think and our experience and our backgrounds and and even our views on certain things I've learned um, to, to quit condemning people for what they think and so forth and just to love people um do i think people are wrong yeah a lot Um, (laughs) but it i don't feel like it's my you know my mission to tell everybody um that they're wrong or to correct their you know their wrongness um i i feel like it's my job my responsibility my mission to love people because that's what jesus would do
0: amen that's what jesus
2: love people love people love god love god Love
0: people. Love people. In that order. In in that, that order. order. <laughs> That's what Jesus said.
1: Two commandments. Yep. Love God, love your neighbor.
2: And by the way, he was only asked to give one. He was. And he couldn't.
1: And he gave two. He gave two. He gave two. If there's one fact you have to give the listening crowd right now, what would it be? One fact. To leave off on. One fact, one, one anything. One piece of advice, whatever.
2: To follow is to fish. Oh. Jesus said... I will make you fishers of men. And if you're not Mm. fishing, you're not following. Amen. Period. Well, Dan, thank you.
1: Boom. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Much love. Bye.